0: To infinity
1: and beyond! Aiden Bond! Top of the
0: world! i the king of the world! No way to it!
1: That's it! not flying in baseball!
0: Yeah, who's on first, what's on second,
1: I don't know who's on third. Did I mention my dear Watson?
0: What's in the
2: box?
1: Just what do you think you are doing today? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious?
2: I am
0: serious. And don't call me sure. Well,
1: nobody's perfect.
0: Go ahead. Make my day.
2: Talks
1: dirty. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture, I am Scott, I'm Jason,
0: and I'm Monica.
1: And welcome, welcome, nah that was bad, welcome to Halloween Horror Week here at Pop Culture. This week we're presenting you three of the finest slices of horror film you've ever tasted. Gazed upon. <laughs> Gazed upon, look into them. Uh, so we each thought it would be cool, we each picked a horror film to uh, talk about this week, leading up to, of course, my personal favourite day of the year, Halloween, Mm -hmm. where all the creeps come out to play and it doesn't feel – so. it feels like you need to be watching a scary movie. It's good. Yeah,
0: there's something coming about Halloween in its sort of spooky kind of way. I love it. Yeah.
1: Are you saying
2: it's the only time of year you feel like you belong, Scott? That Maybe. (laughs) Maybe.
1: Maybe. Halloween and Fuxmas, they're my two my (laughs) go-to's. It's the winter solstice, the longest night of the year. Fuxmas, it's the sex holiday. Yeah. You've got to make it the longest night of the year. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but getting Foxmas cards for your friends is just weird it is it would be it, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you have to know them really well really well <laughs> intimately
1: <laughs> right so first up we have basin's pick for halloween horror week which is of course the amazing the great an absolute cult classic actually mm. neil marshall's 2002 dog soldiers
2: yes and uh It was a surprise when I saw it at the time and it still stands up because it was uh, one that wasn't really well promoted and you sort of stumbled across it when it was released or a few years after it was released and it's still hard to get.
1: It is. (laughs) What a choice. I'm I'm so glad to talk about this movie. I am as well. It's so much fun. Is Is this the first time you've seen it?
0: it is the first time that i saw it and thank goodness because i've been missing this movie in my life
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, yeah. it gave me everything i wanted
1: i remember um empire magazine so i would have been like probably like 13 when it came out in australia i had a guess and i had empire magazine did a feature article on it and i remember looking at the pictures and being like This looks amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like begged and nagged my mother to take me to see it because it was MA so you had to go with a uh, with an adult and um begrudgingly uh took me to see it and was utterly mortified but I thought it was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's um sort of got that how would I describe it it, it it's a pure werewolf movie in essence yeah. which is great. We, we sort of get werewolves treated quite badly over time. And this one mixes that nice sort of uh, Predator-style, you know, soldiers out there fighting something that's a bit beyond them. So it, it's got shades of that in it. But for me, it actually works better than Predator. So, uh <laughs> but you mean the fight- same because all the characters are likeable? <laughs> well, they're more real <laughs> characters, yes. And um, it, it's just a little bit more integrated across the whole uh arc of the story so it, it works a lot better in terms of characters and um yeah
1: it does, but it, it, does, it, does like... it
2: does it has to sort of i guess recognize predator in so a lot of ways mm-hmm. to uh, go the, from the,
1: the machismo soldier movie to the the inexplicable happening <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that and the views from the werewolf views on everyone and uh you know sort of how it's filmed in a lot of ways. But to me, it actually comes together much better because it doesn't have to rely on the machoism of the American soldiers. It's more of these uh, sort of gritty, cockney,
1: <laughs> real soldiers if you want. So. You believe them a bit more. Oh, they're not absolutely. just like, they're not just roided up <laughs> guys in tank tops.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, they're talking about what scares them and it's like spiders and watching soccer and things like that. So it's really unusual uh, points that make them a lot more realistic and that's one of the great things.
0: Yeah, you spend so much time with them and you really become emotionally invested in all of them and you like them. So once the movie actually starts moving and we're introduced to our monsters, it makes it that much more impactful.
1: (laughs) And they're they're all actually like genuinely funny. Like (laughs) some of the dialogue is really funny.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: From like, um, Sean Pertwee is the the, the very um, rough as guts sort of, um, you know, sergeant mm. through to the just like ragtag group. I think the most serious one is probably Cooper, which is Kevin McKidd. Yeah. Hmm. The rest are all pretty, like Spoon's pretty funny. <laughs> I,
0: I, I like Spoon, he was my favourite. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Neil Marshall always explained it as that he wanted to basically do Zulu with werewolves. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 So, so, so yeah, it, it makes a point of it by having, I think it's, I think it's actually spoon who talks about Zulu and like, he does. and um, yeah, so it was his, uh, his tribute to Zulu was what he, <laughs> how Neil Marshall describes it. <laughs> his horror movie tribute to Zulu. Mm.
0: Hmm. One of the best things about this movie, um, and for me, I love it because it'll always bring tension in, um, is that a lot of it takes place inside this abandoned house. And for me, because you get to know the landscape, you get an understanding of where all the rooms are and where everyone is, it just drives that tension forward with the story because the werewolves are outside, we have our soldiers inside and they're trying to sort of like create this sort of um, defence mechanism within the house. And that, to me, is always really exciting to watch. Mm. I, I love it when movies
1: do that. Which which also has, like, a, a, an amazingly good and rewarding story payoff, too, in that, like, oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, it's it their awesome.
0: house. <laughs> yeah, that, that was such a good reveal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, like, it plays with that, obviously, a werewolf's a person.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the character of Megan tries to explain that to all the soldiers, saying, you know, they are good, decent people, you know. Just this horrible thing happens to them once a month, <laughs> where they have to hunt and kill and do all of these things. And you definitely see that from her side.
1: Mm. Yeah, they get they they stumble into this situation rather unfortunately, or or set up actually.
0: So
2: awesome. no, they're set up. Yeah, it's probably one of the. It's a shame that it uses exposition to establish that because I thought was would have been really nice for it to just sort of been revealed in some like way. That, purely accidental or yeah, or just a, a basic, you know, inference to
1: it rather than the actual exposition of having you know, to you have were. um Liam Cunningham, lay it out in his most yeah. angry, angry Liam Cunninghamness. <laughs> I was
0: about to say, you have the Onion Knight sort of tied back, looking imperiously at the camera, being like, we know he has something to do with it, but, you know, come on.
2: Because <laughs> mm, I think if it did that, it would just add to another reveal mm. and you'd, you'd get an even better sense of uh, not, not really plot twists as such, but sort of surprises, I'd say,
1: as it goes through. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But it's certainly full of them. like, um, <laughs> And it's, it's uh, no one is kind of safe. No.
0: No, no. like I thought at the beginning of the film when the sergeant sort of encountered the werewolf and had his guts spilled open, I was just like, oh, he's a goner. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to go so soon. But, um, you know, he got to hang on a little bit longer. But you... Nothing a bit
1: of crazy blue can't fix. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> it's, it's like you said, like, no one is safe. You don't know when everyone's, anyone's going to get killed off. It could be any at any point in this movie. And they'll do it brutally.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Some of them go out in really, unfortunately, like horrific ways.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, poor spoon.
1: <laughs> yeah. There is no spoon. <laughs> <There's> no spoon. <laughs> That's like, I think it's, a, it's still one of those like best, like heroic, like, fuck you moments where he's like, I, I give you the shits. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, like until the end.
2: <laughs> also, considering it's sort of a budget film, ultimately, the uh, werewolf design's really impressive.
1: They're great, aren't they? It's, it's yeah. different enough to sort of, and I think it's been copied since. Mm. Like yeah, they're, I'm they're sure Underworld slight,
2: kind of. Yeah, absolutely, Underworld does have a very similar-looking werewolf and sort of idea to it now. Um, Probably a little lend to the howling there, but it's definitely definitely. its own design. But, um, yeah, they were were really impressive. And I think that was one of the things that blew me away at the time because I'd seen so many poor werewolf movies prior Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: it sort of made me think maybe people can't really do them properly. It's, you know, last good ones before that I'd seen was... um, American Werewolf and um, the Howling, the Howling, yeah, <laughs> those were the Howling's ones fantastic. that stood out. Yeah, the, well, both are really great. No, both are really they, good. Yeah, yeah. I think um,
1: I mean I also interestingly like, like American Werewolf is very sparing with the, the use of a werewolf. It's it's more the transformation yeah. that people think about. Like the actual the the wolf creature itself is used very sparingly.
0: Yeah, and also I guess with the creatures designed for this film, they're so big and they're physically imposing, like. To me that's what i appreciated the most they're actual really scary monsters they're not quite werewolves. they almost have this almost i guess kind of slender man looks to them as well
1: <laughs> it's long <laughs> arms and legs <laughs> and um it's like it was a, 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 this is a low budget film they only had one head
0: oh one to go around
1: <laughs> one head to go around so they had a couple of body suits but only the one head so you uh there's like one shot where you, the werewolves are in the, the corridor together and it's basically like split frame because I had to move the head often. And... Yeah, <laughs> um, but, yeah cool. so like...
0: but what a great way to make do!
1: Oh, you—you you couldn't tell watching it. You'd be like you don't need it like it's so it's it's great having them like in behind the boards and sneaking yeah. up and then that great reveal where it's above the bed is uh, if you're watching our youtube video the one right behind jason there is like startling when you see it and it's all its glory <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's right and the one um that was hiding in the back of the um of the car as well you don't see it but you're just like oh he's screwed <laughs>
1: yeah the breath yeah that's, that's yeah, great that's a great moment um,
0: so good. And he's I think like, um, good on his face.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it absolutely um, cemented Neil Marshall's incredible uh, talent and directing career straight off the bat. To go from this straight into The Descent, which is I uh, on a lot of best horror movies ever lists for a good reason. Yeah.
0: He also did um, The Centurion, which is a really good film.
1: It's a great movie. It's
0: a great movie.
1: Uh, some of the better episodes of Game of Thrones. Yes, the, the Battle of Blackwater and uh, Watches on the Wall. Yeah, Battle of Blackwater
0: is uh, one of the best episodes ever.
1: That unfortunate Hellboy remake.
0: <laughs> oh look, everyone's allowed to
1: have a. Yeah, everyone's allowed to have a misstep, uh, and I actually really like Doomsday, which was kind of his uh, British uh, attempt at like a punk Mad Max. I really enjoy. I really enjoy that. But we never got Dog Soldiers too.
2: No, you're mentioning that. Uh, yeah. It's
1: been languishing since two thousand
0: and four. <clears throat> what would you do with the sequel? Would you have to sort of have an entirely brand new cast or they were sure. talking
1: about Kevin McKid coming back and stuff like that. And um there was a sound I I think there was like something to do with werewolf DNA. Like that word being thrown around a bit, which I don't appreciate too much. Mm-hmm. I like the sort of it sort of leans towards the supernatural angle with like the silver and stuff, and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, you don't need to sort of have the element of um, scientific intervention. Um, mm. like what if they if look- I
1: believe Werewolf, you don't need to convince me. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And that's a mistake that the film Doom made, which we re- um, reviewed a few weeks ago with The Rock. You know, you didn't have to have this sort of like forensic archaeology slant when the game was like, it opens the pits of hell. Yeah. That's perfectly fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is cool with it. So yeah, they, have, they even made a poster for it, which was Dog Soldiers Fresh Meat. Um, Yeah, great, right? There was a poster that went out and everything, and then it just never got off the ground. They just, it just, it just never took off.
0: Oh, what a pity! Because I'd like to see Kevin McKidd in more things because I think he's such an underappreciated actor.
1: He's just living it up on Grey's Anatomy.
0: Yeah, he deserves so much more than that. Like once again, I'm going to talk about my complete love of HBO's Rome. So it's a good show. It's great.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, he deserves more. And this, this movie does like, for all the crappy werewolf movies that get like forty thousand sequels,
0: (laughs) the one decent one doesn't. Yeah,
1: but maybe that's what makes it special. Maybe it hasn't been tainted or tarnished.
2: Yeah, I actually, I, I sort of like the idea. It doesn't get a sequel personally because it is a self-contained story. Yes. Um. And, yeah, we'd be just taking Werewolf Law to another story. I don't know how many characters you could utilise beyond who's left, so it's it's a really weak link to make a sequel
1: to. It's, so, yeah, because there's only, yeah. like, it's a, it's a sole survivor type film.
0: Hmm. Yeah, exactly, and you have the primary antagonist, which is um, that Ryan guy played by Liam Cunningham and Cooper facing off at the end, and that completes the story.
1: And with this, like, fantastic little tragic coda where it's like the newspaper clipping and it's like it's overshadowed by the soccer score. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, what a dig. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Interestingly, I was reading some of the trivia on it was uh, Simon Pegg was almost in this. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Um that would have but, been interesting. <laughs> yeah, but he was asked by Geraite not to be, so that uh Sean of the Dead was the first
1: film. Mm. Well, so, I mean, I'm not upset about that. No, no. I mean, could be. He no, can, no, he, no it's just, he, it's oddly oddly he can he can be quite dramatic too, old uh heck.
0: Yeah, he can. I mean, just look at his um Scotty on the Star Trek films. He's he actually did really good
1: job <laughs> Still pretty funny in that
0: <laughs> I know, but in his more serious moment he's fantastic. There's
1: um there's a, 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 a t- he's in a TV show called um, Mob City.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like a mini series, and he plays a failed stand-up comedian who's now like a like a runner for the mob. And it's like he's like really dramatic and really tragic in that. <laughs> if you want to see, see Simon, if you want to see Simon Peg really beaten up, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's all. I, I yeah, I, I'm sure he would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, the
2: other thing with this film is you can actually look for lots of references to different films They're they're purposely put in there. I mean, you mentioned the one, there is no spoon mm-hmm. that was purposely thrown in <laughs> <laughs> and there's some of the Zulu stuff, but I think yeah. there's a whole lot more in there. Oh, there's so... lots of,
1: there's lots of evil dead vibes floating around mm. from the cellar full of the, the bodies and things and, their previous
2: meals (laughs) but yeah as a first feature i have to say it's
1: incredibly impressive Mm. and i think i think the descent is probably a better film but i think i i enjoy dog soldiers more probably because the the descent is entirely humorless and leaves you feeling utterly destroyed (laughs) emotionally (laughs)
2: Yeah, I don't know if they're better films. They're different. They're very different. Um, this oh, uh, very different. This, but he, this I is think a he is- fun horror. It's not a you know one that's going to depress you at the end like no. the descent. No, no. but um, but so- I, I think
1: it's interesting though because he obviously I think um, uh, Neil Marshall obviously has a great love of the Aliens franchise. You can very much see the impact of Aliens on this film, and then mm-hmm. the Descent has very much got an alien vibe.
2: Well, this has got an aliens vibe in the. You got the soldiers versus the aliens, so to speak. And then even his uh, technique of having multiple werewolves was James Cameron's technique of having multiple aliens. It was only really six. So (laughs) you wouldn't know it watching the film. No.
1: 400 at least. Ah, oh, good choice. I'm. I was happy. I was very happy to watch it again to pull out the old, uh, the DVD because I can. I can never get it on Blu-ray. It's. A, it is a, a tricky movie to find. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with this one.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh,
2: brought it up because it's one I enjoy watching time and time again.
1: Dog soldiers, and now, dear listener, on Halloween Horror Week, we're going to take you on a little trip to a little house. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason.
0: And I'm still Monica.
1: Pop culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souder. The clip for this week's show was a trail of the Dog Soldiers, and the song at the end was Sarge's theme from the Dog Soldiers soundtrack. If you're enjoying the show, guys, please I invite you to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We know there's a lot of you listening, and we'd really love to hear from you guys. If you're enjoying the show, just let us know. Uh, it helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, we're on Instagram, and we're on YouTube, where you can watch video recordings of the episodes that we've been recording during our lockdown period. Thanks, guys, and we will catch you in a couple of days for Halloween Horror Week Part 2.